Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there. And Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Hey guys, I have a new podcast from our friends at Wondery that I think you guys are going to love. Killer Psyche. What makes a murderer's mind tick? Killer Psyche is a new weekly true crime podcast from Wondery that explores these types of questions about the crimes that killers and criminals commit. Killer Psyche covers high-profile cases that have shocked the world. And host Candace DeLong uses her five decades of experience as a clinical psychiatric nurse and FBI criminal profiler to dissect the motives and behaviors of the most terrifying criminals in history. And you guys are going to definitely want to listen to their most recent episode where Candace examines the mind of Ed Gein, the most notorious murderer who inspired the movies The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. You won't believe what gruesome details from those movies were inspired by the real-life atrocities he committed. Candace does some deep dives into his mind and how his mental illness led to his obsession with grave robbing and murder. Listening to Killer Psyche will give you a whole new insight into the twisted mind of Ed Gein, Hollywood's favorite killer. You are about to hear a preview of Killer Psyche. While you're listening, follow Killer Psyche on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.
When I was 14 years old, my brother Keith took me to see the movie Psycho at the Marina Theater on Chestnut Street in San Francisco. It was the first time I'd seen a horror movie in a theater, and what a movie to start with. I was so terrified, I didn't take a shower for weeks. This was really the first time I'd ever seen a movie in which the bad guy was not overtly evil-looking, where they were not constantly telegraphing the fact that the character was a murderer or a killer. Norman Bates, and I'm assuming all true crime fans have seen this movie, and if not, you need to. Norman was slightly odd, but he looked like a shy, normal guy. I really did not expect the reveal that happens at the end. I told myself, oh, come on, this is make-believe. It's just a movie right out of Hollywood. No one would ever be that disturbed to keep the dead with them in their house. But Psycho was based on a real story, on a real man. His name was Ed Gein. And the town he lived in, in Wisconsin, considered him a nice guy, if not slightly odd. He had lived there most of his life and worked odd jobs as a handyman. Most of the families felt sorry for him and invited him over to eat dinner. Some of them even let him babysit their children. What they would later learn about Ed Gein is what the audience learns about Norman Bates, that looks can be deceiving, and that their nice, quiet neighbor committed crimes far more shocking than any movie. From Wondery and Treefort, I'm Candace DeLong, and this is Killer Psyche. I've spent five decades studying people's minds through my work as an FBI profiler and psychiatric nurse. I've interviewed many murderers, serial killers included, and the question I get asked time and time again is why they did what they did. It's difficult to get a satisfying answer without diving deep into the killer's mindsets. So in this series, I will do just that and give you my best analysis of what made them do what they did. This episode is about Ed Gein, Hollywood's favorite killer. A good friend of mine, Gail, was a counselor at a summer camp in Hayward, Wisconsin in the late 70s. The psychiatric hospital where Gein was committed was right across the lake. Around the campfire at night, the counselors would tell the kids that the swamp man who skinned people alive was right across the lake and that he frequently escaped. They would claim that you could hear him scratching on the screen windows at night. And then the counselors would go around scratching the windows and terrifying the campers. The swamp man was supposed to be Ed Gein. Now, of course, this was full of hyperbole and misinformation, but most ghost stories are. Over the last several decades, the story of Ed Gein has become twisted by the terrible parts of our imagination. But 
I have to tell you, it's really not necessary since the truth was horrible enough. After his crimes came to light, the press dubbed him a ghoul and a boogeyman. His murders and his penchant for using human body parts for decoration and furniture horrified the public. In 1957, the idea that someone would do these things seemed unfathomable and frankly, more like movie imagination. And even now, he continues to be the inspiration for many of Hollywood's scariest killers, including Norman Bates, Buffalo Bill, and Leatherface. November is the beginning of hunting season in Plainfield, Wisconsin. In the late 1950s, the town would clear out because most of the men were heading into the woods to hunt, which is why no one heard the shotgun blast that took the life of one of its most beloved residents. On November 16, 1957, Ed Gein, a local handyman, entered Warden's Hardware Store on the corner of North and Main Streets. The night before, he had been there, and he mentioned that he needed to get antifreeze and that he'd be back the next day. Ed had been hanging around the store a lot in the previous weeks. Some of the locals thought he paid a lot of attention to Mrs. Warden, Bernice, and some said he seemed even a little obsessed with her. But this was all written off as typical Ed behavior. He was considered by most in town to be odd, but a nice guy. So that day, he came in for half a gallon of antifreeze, and after Bernice poured it for him, he took it out to his truck. He returned just as she was writing the receipt and asked to see a rifle that was in the window. When she went to retrieve it, Ed came up behind her and shot her in the back of the head, and then he slit her throat. He then loaded her in the back of his truck and drove off. It was not until hours later that someone reported Bernice was not in her store. Her son, Frank, was also the local deputy sheriff. He went there to check on her. When he entered, he found the store empty, the cash register open, and a pool of blood on the floor. Frank immediately suspected Ed Gein because of his recent preoccupation with his mother. When investigators arrived, they discovered the last receipt written for the day was for Ed's antifreeze, and that confirmed Frank's suspicions. 